0: Welcome to this month's Astro Audio. Here we take a moment to engage in the alchemy that surrounds and lives within us. I am your host Safi, a member of asoulcenter.com and one-seventh of Team Ascendant. Without further ado, let's get into it. Raise up, get yourself together, and drive that soul. When I say
1: Sagittarius, drive that soul. And I have that pocket so when I say Capricorn.
0: And I have that pocket when I say Scorpio, for your place. Peace, everyone. Happy spring. Yes, it's spring. Like it's a lot going on. But when you look out of your window, <laughs> when you go to your backyard, when you go to your side, porch you are reminded of the abundance and the beauty in which we live in and I am so grateful that we are here and that spring is here and so thank you Aries for bringing that in. Happy birthday Aries. Happy Aries season to all of us. Um, I'm so happy to be back for another episode um if you're new here hey (laughs) welcome um and for all of my returning folks yo i love you thank you so much um again please always share subscribe do all the things um we do this once a month at kindness of our hearts (laughs) so sharing this information to our community is very important uh, please know that there is an accompanying blog that goes with each podcast. Um, I wonder what word would that be? Like to fuse a blog and a pod. Pod blog. So um, while it's happening here, I strongly recommend checking out the blog. And for folks who love to read and in information that way, while you're checking out the blog, I strongly recommend that you listen listening to the audio. They are a pair. They're a deuce. Um... I really wanna keep everything on a positive note. I've been referring to this time as the pause, like the human pause. Let me be very specific, because once again, like I said, if you go out in nature, it's booming. (laughs) Nature is doing its thing. I have this um, hornet that is building a nest right above my door. I'm trying to figure out how to work with it. Like, I know I need to destroy it, but it's like, it's this. Ah. So I'm going to look into some things. But nature is doing its thing. Um, it's the humans. It's been us that have been put on a, a temporary pause. Um, and what we decide to do with that pause is really up to us. And so I'm hoping some of the information we talk about will help guide you with the astrological weather forecast as far as, like, how we can use these energies <clears throat> excuse me. So, um, I want to also just remind us cause a lot of the things, everybody's welcome. I'm so glad y'all are hearing this. Um, but I am a black and brown femme. <laughs> so these are the people that I'm really, um, dedicating and talking to a lot of the times. And I want us to remember our ancestors at this moment. I know there's a lot of, um, Anxiety and restlessness and fear that can be coming up while we're on this pause, but I really want us to remember and evoke our ancestors. Remember what our ancestors have gone through, okay? Brown folks, this whole land was y'all's, okay? Black folks, remember how we got here, okay? And that blood, that same blood that went through all of those things are in it's in your veins right now that blood is in it it, it kept reproducing it kept despite all of the things that were happening and i mean all of the things that were happening you still that blood kept producing itself and that is why we us you are here at this very moment creating this podcast in my case and listening to this podcast Give gratitude for that blood, all right, and know that that blood has been through a lot and will continue to get you through this time, all right? Asha, I'm gonna get off. I'm gonna get off of that, <laughs> but that's that's the focus, man. Is, is is gratitude for our ancestors, right? Before we get into our ancestors, though, I wanna give a few announcements, like the church folks do, because we do have a lot going on and a lot of things have shifted, um, and virtual, and it's so wild, cause a soul center, that's in our mission statement. We are a virtual resource center, right? We've been on the virtual and partly, you know, me being a founding member um, or one of the members is this rising Aquarius. So digital innovation, working with the waves has has always been something very important to me to make sure that accessibility, global accessibility is... um, important and so now with all of us having to shift to that uh there's a lot of things that have shifted to that as well. So first of all in the announcements I want to thank the whole ascendance team and community. Like y'all New Orleans New Orleans like like I love y'all and I love the ascendance tribe in this team. That's another thing with Aquarius. Know your tribe fuck with the people who got your back when um we had to cancel um which one was that? We just it was supposed to be the sea C- Pisces. <laughs> Pisces, I love y'all. When we, we had to um cancel Pisces due to the pause y'all poured in y'all financial support like none other to make sure that we could help pay all of the folks that make that thing a possibility from my bartenders to our security guards to people who sweep up and move the put like you made that happen and we cannot thank you enough um when we went and did the virtual Uh, party. You also gave us some coin as well to support some of us who actually, you know, are putting on the team. And so I just want to say like, thank you from the bottom of our hearts. I'm speaking for the team now as well. We are so grateful. Um, We just can't thank you enough. So thank you to the Ascendance Tribe, the Ascendance team. Y'all are beautiful and we love you. Second thing is we have the fourth NOLA Herb Gathering, right? And you can go literally to nolaherbgathering.com to find out more information. That also happens in the beginning of this month, April, but has been moved on to a virtual platform. It is also a sliding scale right now between 5 and $55. We know things are are changing with our economy right now. We want to make sure that people have access to this information because the herb gathering is about the information you, us, we need to make sure that we not only get through, but that we thrive and that we thrive through these times, okay? So check that out. I have a link there. It's April 4th, 5th, and uh, 12th. We have over 20 education educators herbal educators people who work with the land of the land who are going to be giving us some information to make sure that we can stay well with our bodies our spirits and our minds so please check that out we also have an amazing interview with Tamisha Monet so I'm really looking forward for y'all to check and hear this powerful word she gives us a word okay Also, on April 30th, we will be doing the Spring Astro Series here, where folks who want to learn about astrology or enhance and strengthen their astrology knowledge, I got you. (laughs) I got you. And this is another tool in this times and times move forward, we're really gonna need not only for us, but for our generations to come. So please go and register for that, as well as I'm gonna do like a workshop before that, you know, to make that more accessible to people as well. So keep an eye out for that. So those are our announcements. Now let's go ahead and give reverence to these ancestors. So turn these sheets a-piper. I really am excited about these um, because first one that we're honoring for the feminine um, energy is Pearl Bailey. And Pearl Bailey was born March 29th, 1918 in Newport News, Virginia. Whoop, whoop, two up, two down. (laughs) I'm from Hampton, Virginia. So this is literally a neighboring city, like right, right there. And so it's really nice to know. And I've heard of that name. Like growing up, I've heard of the name but I didn't, like, it was nice to find out about Pearl and, like, Miss Pearl, excuse me, and, and what she did. So let's get into that. She transitioned August 17th, um, 1990, in uh, Philadelphia, which that's usually how it goes. A lot of people in Virginia from Carolinas, and then they go up to New York. So people in New York, you guarantee they're from the Carolinas, and some of us just kind of chilled up in a... Uh, Virginia she was a singer an entertainer and an activist uh she got on the stage when she was 15 years old and she never looked back she won countless awards like I can't even go through all of the awards I'm gonna just give you a few here she won a Tony for the black rendition of Hello Dolly um and she won a daytime Emmy for her role as the fairy godmother in Cindy Eller (laughs) to name a few which I'm like I need to check that out that sounds fly. both of them I need to check out She worked with greats like Cab Calloway and Duke Ellington. She also had her own show, the Pearl Bailey Show, and she would have guests like Louis Armstrong and Lucille Ball up there. She did uh, voiceovers for Disney, you know what I'm... (laughs) She uh, She also sang plenty of times at the White House, rubbing shoulders with presidents such as Ford and Reagan. Uh, She went back to school when she was 67 years old. And if you look at the hyperlink that I have on the blog, she talks about that experience and why she believes education and community colleges of things like that nature are so important uh, to the growth of our society. But she went to Georgetown, she got a degree in theology. Uh, she also authored several books and was a, an ambassador in the UN. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going through the list. Um, she married a, a, um, a drummer, another jazz musician, who was uh, Louis Belson. And this was an interracial marriage, right? But I love how she like chopped down the interviewers. And not in no aggressive way, but she really cut that interracial marriage talk shit short and she was just like i fell in love with someone and they fell in love with me and i really love how she did that and how she handled it with so much grace and especially the people our ancestors like that that were on the front lines of because you have to remember she was she went through desegregations of school so these are some of our first uh front line relationships where and why we are able to love whoever we want to. Of course, there's still a lot of ways to go, but these are some of the ancestors who made it possible. So they met in London. They are cute as shit too. If you see any um, pictures with her and her old man, they are, they just sweet as pie. You could tell like they love the fuck out of each other. Um, They adopted a child, which I thought was really sweet. And they also had a biological child um, and I just think that that was a beautiful family, the way they look at each other and be around each other. She would transition from um, heart issues, and that was the the span of her greatness. But literally, like that's me just bulleting, pointing all of the things that she did. Amazing, amazing ancestor, we salute you, Miss Pearl Bailey. For the masculine energy, we are going to be honoring Moses Malone, who was born March twenty third, nineteen fifty five, in Petersburg, Virginia. Whoop whoop! Again, that's right outside of Richmond, right around the corner. Hey, two up, two down. I see y'all. And he transitioned um, September thirteenth, two thousand and fifteen, in Norfolk, Virginia. And ironically, he had just came there to do like um a golf. I forgot what they call those, but like when you come and do. Like, they, you know, when the uh, sports folks come and they raise money for a cause, y'all know what I'm trying to say, but he ironically was just in Norfolk, and I think it's very interesting when energies bring you back to your home space to transition. So, first of all, I want to shout out his mother, shout out to the mothers, shout out to all of the mothers. Um, his mother, like, raised him on a fifth grade education, all right? Um, Shout out to the moms And especially right now for our parents Who are having to do all the things While being on the pause Like I'm sending out extra love There is another podcast too Called Mama's Baby If you check them out on uh, Instagram They're amazing And I know they're sending A lot of beautiful awesome support To the mothers at this time but she would kick out the daddy, Moses's daddy, when Moses was two years old. Mr. Moses Malone, excuse me, gotta show respect. <laughs> when he would kick out um, the father, when he, when Mr. Moses was two years old, because the dad had alcohol issues, and that just shows again the strength of a black woman <laughs> to be like, yeah, I could use these extra coins. I could use this loving. I could use. A help, but if you're gonna be a hindrance to my child and me and not do the things that I actually need you to help out with, um, then you're gonna have to go and I'm gonna figure this out with the fifth grade education. And that's what she did, she figured it out her son went through high school, graduated high school, and went straight into the pros. At this time, it was called the ABA, the American Basketball Association. So this was even before the NBA's development. The New Yorker or the New York Times called him the first high schooler in modern basketball to go directly to the pros. So it's wild reading that because, you know, at this point, it's just kind of like, common for people to get drafted right out of high school i think they're making some type of law to make sure that high schoolers have to pay at least one year in college and not get directly drafted into the nba but at this time it was the complete oh, he's the first one to have that was he's he set a president so very powerful um man He started off as a forward, and um, until he bulked up, he became a center. So they talk about him when he first came into... um, The ABA at that time as being this tall and very slinky, slim man. And that's why he was a forward. He would eventually put on some of that grown man (laughs) weight. And he became a center. And you have to watch his hyperlink videos that I have on the blog. Like, And and if you just put in um, Moses Malone, best of Moses Malone, like seeing him rebound and that's why he got the nickname chairman of the boards because he could make anything happen with that ball once you got it by that basket it was a play i watched where he literally did three maybe even four attempts at a shot and it was nothing they could do because he was just that powerful and that strong. It's like, how are you going to let this man try three different shots and y'all can't stop him? Like that's, he was the chairman of the boards. So I could literally go on and on reading about his stats, reading about his accolades. Um, but what I'm going to do is just kind of sum it up with a little brief, uh, excerpt from one of his uh, writing about him. So they said that he was an American basketball player who played in both American Basketball Association, the ABA, and the National Basketball Association NBA from 1974 through 1995. A center, comma, he was named the NBA Most Valuable Player MVP three times, was a 12-time NBA All-Star and an eight-time All-NBA team selection. Malone led the Philadelphia 76ers to an NBA championship in 1983, winning both the league and the finals MVP. He was inducted into the Nia Smith Memorial Basketball Hall of Fame in the first year of eligibility in 2001 amazing, amazing brother. I do want to talk a little bit about his love life. I think it's great that we build out round pictures. Um, He was known as a very private person, a very quiet person. No one could really, really read him, but when he did start talking, he was a very funny man. Um, he was also known to have struggles in his uh, marital relationship. It was all of the drama as far as adultery and restraining orders and divorces and all of that stuff but he would come into his maturity and find a partner later in life where they could do something that they wanted to do they said they never lived together but they did father um a child so he left behind uh three sons and honestly a beautiful legacy he transitioned also of heart issues. So I think it's very interesting we have interesting we have these two people from Virginia. And we have these two ancestors who transitioned from heart issues. And we're going to talk a little bit about the heart later on, but I want to give thanks to these ancestors. If you have an ancestor, a loved one, a mother, a sister, a brother, um a friend, who this is their birthday season. Every time this comes around, you know, your heart gets a little tender for them. We want to salute them. We want to give thanks for their energy, for their ability to push through, literally, basketball, to be able to create paradigm shifts and relationships, um, Miss uh, Bailey, and, and like... <sighs> Oh, just be phenomenal. Like Aries is a phenomenal energy, and we're grateful for those ancestors. And so, once again, we want to say happy birthday to them and happy birthday to all of you, Aries. It's your birthday. It's your birthday. Get busy. It's your birthday. Now, if you love the Zodiac and you love black and brown folks, we welcome you to check out Ascend.Dance. That's A-S-C-E-N dot D-A-N-C-E. Ascendance is an invite-only monthly ritual party hosted by a collective of seven black and brown people living in New Orleans. Ascendance delivers an intentional social experience that fosters closeness, community, and solidarity through the celebrations of the full expansiveness of Black and Brown people and cultures. We would love to see you there. Now back to the Astro Audio. All right, folks. So I am here with Tamisha Monet. Y'all don't know but me and this sister know it has been a lot to get here to this moment <laughs> but we made it and we're here uh we're super ahead of difficulties but we're here we're here and ahead of schedule as far as i'm concerned um so we're recording this while mercury uh is still in retrograde but we're we're ahead of it so we can get this to you and, and that's a blessing so um how are you doing tamisha
1: I'm actually very good. Um, I can't complain. I'm excited about a lot of the things that are happening right now, um, a lot of transitioning, but I can't complain because that just means that I am present and that there's life taking place and I'm proud of myself for being more open and to transitioning and not opposing it. I'm getting just grounded in the midst of a transition. So mm. that's about it. How are you?
0: Man, um, I'm proud of you, too. I just want to say that
1: thank you so
0: much. My airplane just flew over, so I was like, "Yes, airplane take off. So we take off. Airplane take
1: off. Yes. Thank you so um, much. I received
0: I'm, that. I am. I'm well. I'm well. Thank you for asking. I appreciate that. So we're gonna jump right on in. Um, I love that not only you know do you walk with this beautiful name, um, but like your business is I am. Tamisha Monet like I love the declaration of that like tell us about your your business your spiritual practice um how you got there I know that's a load of question but we would love to know more about that
1: absolutely I'm I'm very honored to be here thank you for having me and I'm excited right. to answer that question um as far as the name it's funny because there's a few layer nuances to my name Um, Growing up whenever I was in trouble I knew because my mom would call me by my middle name and my middle name is Monet. So if I heard just Tamisha I was fine but if she hit me with that Tamisha Monet I was like oh no let me disappear you know run for cover. It was that kind of thing so I was like all right now that I've grown up I'm a businesswoman how could I rebrand that part of my name and so that's what I did. I took it and I made something positive with it. And um just growing up being someone who's always had spiritual gifts and abilities, but was told to suppress them coming from a Christian family, um, it took a while for me to get okay and accept myself in that way. So once I did, I was like, you know, not only am I Tamisha Monet, like y'all need to know I'm Tammy Monet, like all of me, I'm not gonna be like carp instrumentalizing myself and code switching like you're gonna get all of this good good okay so that's normal that's really what happened with that <laughs> um, so that's that's why that's my name um anywhere you go so in business you know everybody know me as Tamisha Monet um I took something and I transmuted it which is not really unusual for me to do I have a Scorpio rising, so we rebirth and transmute and with that being in my first house um I do that publicly quite regularly so that's how that happened. Um, as far as my spiritual journey goes, again, I've had spiritual gifts and abilities uh, pretty much my whole life. So I've always been able to see, um, say, like angels or deceased loved ones, whether they came to me manifesting in like physical form or in a dream. Um, I've been able to see if people were like spiritually afflicted with like a lower vibrating entities or demonic activity. Like I've been able to see all of that. And mm-hmm. I, I really thought it was normal. Um, because it was never not a time in my life when that wasn't my norm. It wasn't until I went to school and, like, I would be around the kids and they couldn't see, like, say, the the deceased janitor, but I could see him. And then I would be like, oh, so this ain't normal. (laughs) So I was like, okay, cool. And I was like, okay, I'm going to have to keep this part of me to myself. But it never went away. And sometimes I would try to suppress it. Um, just because, you know, it felt like a very isolated experience. Now it wasn't until later, some of my same friends that I've known from elementary told me that they had, you know, gifts and sight too, and could see beyond the veil, but it wasn't something that we were allowed to talk about or was taught that Mm -hmm. it was okay to talk about. So Mm -hmm. it's funny that coming into the same awareness with some of my friends that I've known from elementary that they too have the same gifts. And that's probably what draws to each other on a subconscious level as being in each other's soul tribe. Um, So, got to puberty, couldn't suppress my gifts anymore, and it was overwhelming me. Like, I remember having dreams um, prior to, like, 9-11 about anthrax and stuff like that and planes hitting buildings before Mm. it happened. And I didn't really know what it meant. And I remember I would tell my mom, and she was just telling me, like, from a Christian perspective, like, you know, baby, that's prophecy and different things. And I was like, well, I don't want that to happen to nobody. That's scary and that's traumatic. Then I remember the stuff actually would start to play out. And so then that was scary to me because I was like, well, if I knew this stuff, why couldn't I help, you know, people? And I was, you know, I was in middle school, so I didn't really know no better. And so that made me want to suppress it all over again. And I did successfully um, for a couple of years. But growing up in the Bay, um, it's a very busy place. Like my family is from Louisiana, my maternal line. But we are kind of like hippie-ish in California So there was always spirituality around when I wasn't at home. It was always like at school. Like we were learning about um, Chinese astrology and all of that as children. That was taught to us. Hmm. So I always would like know the information because I remembered it from past lifetimes and I really enjoyed it. Then when I turned 16 and we moved back to Louisiana, um, my ancestral soil, and it was like 12 hours after Katrina because my mom worked for FEMA, it was my first time starting to experience more like a lower vibrational, spirituality and then it was like my gifts flew open again and I was trying to suppress them but it was only to a certain extent it was like I couldn't suppress them on this ancestral soil all the way so I was just taking what I was seeing and I was like okay I don't know what I'm supposed to do with this but I'm gonna have to pray my way out of this because some of this stuff is beyond my scope and my my expertise my understanding and I did that for about 10 years and then I turned 25 and when I was 25 I remember Get in a relationship. What I would say is, um, false twin, twin flame, that type of dynamic. Yes. And Ooh-hoo-hoo. girl, <laughs> that'll do it every time. And when I say it was so intense, and I, he hear my thoughts, I hear his thoughts. We telepathically communicating, and just all everything you can think of, all that traditional, typical text with twin flame stuff. But when we had our first major breakup. Um, I remember when I say my my gifts and abilities went like on on like steroids and I started crying like every day because I couldn't turn them off. And it was like the more like in my life in different chapters, different phases, I had been able to like, you know, suppress it, turn it down. But now it was so loud. It was just like I have no choice but to surrender and submit to this. And um, I knew it wasn't evil. It was just so overwhelming because, again, it felt very isolated. And um, I met a friend who is also now a business partner, but she is a spiritual midwife. Um, Her name is Simone, is midwife for the rebirth of you. And so she's a Scorpio, so it worked really well with my Scorpio Rising energy, and she helped me, like, rebirth into this version of myself. And it wasn't an overnight process. It took about three or four years um, before I really, like, would accept this. Um, I still battled with it quite regularly, but then... God was like, look, you ain't doing this just because you want to. I'm literally calling you to this. I'll put you here just for this. And then pretty much um, my ancestors, they started to come forward. And at first I just had, like, experience with angels. I didn't really have um, a direct connection with my ancestors and stuff but when they would pop up, when they were, like, transitioning and stuff. But they were starting to talk to me regularly. So I was like, oh, there's something going on here. And I was like, well, I wonder how many other, you know – millennials of color are experiencing this dynamic where they kind of know that there's things they need to do spiritually but then they're kind of told it's evil or they're scared they don't know which way to go and I'm like well I'm a little further in my journey so I guess it's time for me to surrender to this work and so I've done it as like a hobby for about seven years now I've done it full time for two.
0: That is beautiful. That is beautiful. Thank you. Now, when you say "done it," that that what is the "it" of your practice? Because that was uh, uh amazing. Like as far as your whole transformation, and I love how um you were able to talk about. I saw your feet when you said I had slept on this soil twelve hours after Katrina. Like I visually saw your feet, and I saw. I was like, "Woo!" Like that was intense for me to experience. <laughs> Um, and then I yes. also love how you went, uh, you had a midwife in, in, in this birthing of yourself. So I love how we affirm each other. Yet, yeah, what is the it? Because you have a lot of gifts from what I, what I just heard. <laughs> yes, so, so what is the it that you, that you offer to your community, to us?
1: So essentially what my mission is, is I teach creatives how to profit from their life purpose by creating a self-care regimen that uses ancestral technology reiki as well as astrology um my main mission is to help people break generational curses so that they may activate their generational gifts but in a way that allows them to live and profit and be debt free and create generational wealth and all of those lovely things and spiritual healing on the multi-generational level. So that is what I do.
0: <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Give thing. I love how it was like, look, we got to go there. We got to meet the shadow head on. We're going to deal with, you know what I'm saying? The trauma of our lineages of our bloodlines. So we can even access more of the creative aspects of our bloodline and the spiritual as- aspects of our bloodline on top of making yeah. sure that that is profitable in this 3d you know what i'm saying Dimension
1: <laughs> that we're,
0: we're yeah, getting yeah. reparations from what it is of of the ancestors blood that runs through us how profitable that is as well like that's that's what I love about it. Like, you're like, okay, so we're going to get all this, and we're going to make sure that you and your family eat.
1: Absolutely, why, because that's what it's all about.
0: That's what I was just about to ask you. Why is that part so important for you? Because someone could say, look, just the, the, the beginning of that walk is so critical. of Just having someone be able to look at their shadow for real, and not only their personal shadow, but understand that that extends to their ancestors and transmute that. That's huge in of itself, yet what is, what made you make sure that you had to put that second part of, and then how do we make sure that this can feed you?
1: Well, um, what made it so important to me, sis, was I was noticing that a lot of the times when I would have clients and they had like things they want to do within their career um, or they felt things they were called to, they often thought like it was so foreign, it was not possible. And then when we would do a little digging, it would always come up in the midst of me doing like, say their birth chart or if I felt their ancestors coming present and being, giving me a message and I would translate the message to them. um, They'll find out like, this is something that somebody else in their bloodline already did or wanted to do, but was persecuted for it or may have been even like um, shunned for it. And so, it was starting to become a theme. So I'm like, wow, this is happening quite regularly. It has to be a little bit more to this. So when I took a look at my own birth chart, um, I pretty much have North Node and Pisces in the fourth okay. house. But <laughs> okay. it's yeah, so that's that's that, that's that ancestor house, that's that feminine yeah. energy, that's our foundation. Yeah. So being that it's in the sign of spirituality, um, pretty much it was happening it was like, okay, so I'm it's my mission to do this. Not only yes. I'm noticing it, I'm supposed to be doing it. And yes. so that's kind of how it happened. And it it was just that, you know, I have a lot of stilliums and very um prominent, prosperous signs. And so I have a natural affinity for business. Omo oh yeah. So business is my thing, girl. So yes. <laughs> it was like okay, we can do this. We can make a living out of this, whether this is through getting paid through a corporation, whether this is paying each other, whether this is group economics, community healing, and community economics, whether this is bartering, whatever the case may be, it's doable. And so once I saw like the ecosystem that needed to be created within the people of color, spiritual community, I was like, oh, let's do it. Like, I'm here for it. And that kind of gave me like more permission to kind of step out of my own fear and my own reservations. Every time I get to that place where don't get me wrong, I still have my days. Where i be like, look, I don't want to do this. I don't know <laughs> who said I was called to do this. Y'all left <laughs> details out the fine yeah. print It's stuff. Y'all ain't told me like, no, nah, y'all. I, don't, I, I, I ain't agree to this. And they like, Oh no, not only did you agree to it, you going to do it. Or you going to do it right. And, I still have my moments like that. I'm going to be very honest with you. But what keeps me going is when, you know, I might have a client where, like, you know, this is their first time using crystals or using sage or setting up an altar. And then, like, because they're able to connect with, say, their grandfather, and then they'll tell their family. And then the family will be like, well, you know, before you did this, I thought this was evil. But in order for you to know that you really did have to talk to your grandfather. So when I get stories and testimonies like that, I'm reminded, yes. like, girl, you just a vessel, and this is so much bigger than you. And get over yes. yourself.
0: <laughs> yes, and thanks. No, I appreciate your transparency. I with say, that. thank you for because like so many of us um, have our days where we we're we are so happy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? This is exactly. We couldn't have designed this better ourselves. And then other days where we, you know, might want to choke out our destiny. So I appreciate. Right, you,
1: you need somebody to pick you up off the bathroom <laughs> floor. Like, trust me, I I be having both days. This I understand both sides of that polarity. It is yes, a thing.
0: It is, and it, and and I, I love that. It's important that we honor that. And and I love it because you remind me a lot of um, a close friend of mine's is Musins, who really talk like encompasses all of it, right? Like, yeah. and that's why I feel. That's why I love your name as well, you know, of where it's just this declaration that there doesn't need to be these separate boxes, right? These separate labels that, like, all of me exist. Yes,
1: yeah, self-care regimen because a lot of the times people get into the hustle of and bustle of being in this 3D paradigm and they'll start to negate themselves and just yeah. be really neglectful towards the things that they need. And when I say self-care, it don't always be like... um, a spiritual bath with pretty flowers sometimes it might be eating a tube of ice cream um it might be going outside to the park like it it looks different depending on the person but i've taught them how to incorporate this into their routines in a way that works for them to where they're recharged enough to attract wealth um because wealth is ruled by venus what tends to happen is, you know, we'll be like, okay, I'm going to get to money. I'm going to get to the money. And, oh, I don't need to get my hair done. I need to get my nails done. I don't need no new clothes. But when you invest in yourself that way, you're essentially vibrating higher. So instead of mm-hmm. you doing the heavy lifting for money, you attract it to you naturally because you feel better. Mm-hmm. That's a
0: word. I hope we all got
1: that. <laughs> it's a word that I had to learn from experiences. <laughs> Listen, you no,
0: know, and especially someone from me who um, for the most part, especially early childhood have been has been very dense in my masculinity. um I've had to really grow into femininity, and I think I am still very much in the trenches of learning things like grace. Um, And learning the art of, you know, beautification through wardrobe, um, through body paint, through makeup, through, you know, those things that may seem trivial uh, to some people, but are absolute um, declarations, again, to the universe that I exude wealth. (laughs)
1: you are well manifest <laughs> yes. in physical form yes let them know sis. and you're I not alone in that not at all I just got to a place of um, being a feminine energy I'm going to be honest with you in the past year this ain't I something really I've don't. been doing my guys have been trying to push me to feminine energy I want to say that I can recall that I was cognizant of probably for about four years and I would just be like no like I'm hella strong and <laughs> I'm going to zoop that strength, and I can do it and make it happen. I don't need to be receptive. I don't need to be cultivated. I don't need to be poured into. And I, But you know what? It's something I had to grow into. I'm not going to lie to you, um, especially coming from Oakland. You know, my family, I've lived in Louisiana before. I lived in Texas before, so I have southern roots, but i spent also a lot of my life in Oakland, and it's not the same culture, like, Yes, got to take them to the bay one time. Yeah. I got to take them home. <laughs> okay, tell me when to go. So... Yeah. Oh, tell yeah, I'm very much... A, all right, we getting there. We get. It, <laughs> it comes out at the... When I say the, the East Oakland to me comes out at the most random times, but it's very much still alive. Like, you can take yeah. that girl out of East Oakland, but East Oakland is very much in her. Like, when I say yeah. it comes out all the time, um, it's not a... It's a very different environment, so there i was forced to be in masculine energy because there's like not men who open your doors there is no yes ma'am there is no none of that there is no miss like a lot of the stuff that my southern family and their roots like a lot of the southern hospitality and respect for women that happens in my in the south we don't have that in the west coast so mm-hmm. as a woman like you have to be able to like defend yourself um like, we grow up, like, I don't know if y'all are familiar with a lot of the West Coast music. That can kind of tell you a lot about our culture. If you pay attention, we were kind of some of the first ones to introduce derogatory lyrics about women into music. Yeah, yeah. And it was just, but that's literally, and growing up, we didn't find nothing wrong with it because that our uncles talk like that. Um, yeah. Our cousins, our brothers, our fathers, grandfathers, like, it's a very, like, if I'm going to be honest, pimps up, holes down mentality that's really like i'm from oakland so that's very much a part of the culture and it's like either you gonna sink or swim and so that puts an exterior on me that i didn't really know was a thing until like i would get in relationships or um i'll be in environments with other women and um it really honestly on my ifa side it took for shun to work me through that um Oshun was like, okay, wait a minute, no, we, we're not going to do this.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that is what she will do. That is what she would do. And again, for those, we're, we're talking about Venus, astrologically, Hedru, Lakshmi, a lot of different, she's called a lot of different names in a lot of different cultures. But yeah, yes, Oshun, and she will, she will be like, look here. Look here, let me let me let me let me dress you for a second. Sit down, you know what I'm saying? Let me show yes. you how to move in secret, you know, because a lot of people um, sleep on the warrior aspect, you know, and I know we're gonna get into Aries and talk about, you know, Mars and things like that in this war, but a lot of people sleep on the warrior aspect of Oshun and and Venus because it is such a subtle, it is a kill, literally killed them with kindness. Like, like you know and and it takes it takes a, a person who can move in that type of of femininity to know that they're getting something done and no one sees their hand and I'm like god damn like yeah I want to learn yes,
1: <laughs> so like teach like me your ways my No, teach me your ways because that is again I've only been in this energy honestly me being forthcoming just in the past year and when I say they've been trying to get me in it and I was like no I don't have time for that nope I'm not gonna do that nope nope Mm -hmm. nope my way work and it wasn't until I got like really burnt out and I was like okay um I know I'm smart I know I'm creative and I have all these ideas but I don't want to have to work this hard for the stuff that is my birthright yeah like I don't mind doing the work, but can I enjoy the fruits of my labor? Like, is that possible? Yeah. And that's when they was like, well, we had to try to put you in feminine energy, but you ain't want go. So
0: I... <laughs> I... that's how that happened. You have a lot of, like you very much were in the business world. Like you're a publicist. You do front end <laughs> type of work for businesses as yes. well. And so it makes sense. Like you're saying, being in these masculine dominated spaces, these spaces where Mars is on fleek,
1: (laughs) you know what I'm saying? Mars at home.
0: (laughs) Look, like we about to do work, And, and, you know, how these, these ego plays work out with us. I would love for us to gauge and and talk more about how you relate to Aries, because you started giving us a lot of um, beautiful, astrology information during your you know i have stelliums here i'm arising this my my um midhaven is here so i would love for you to talk to us about how you incorporate um aries in in your energy as well as this is of course one of your one of your many offerings as natal chart readings
1: yes thank you um astrology has been a part of my life for like I said as long as I remember um I pretty much and this is a modality that came from other lifetimes but I remember being on the playground being like oh you two-faced because you're a Gemini and I was like wait no <laughs> I got a Gemini moon so that applies to me too so I've been through like all of that kind of stuff um and I just as I got older I just would like look into it more and then I'm like oh yeah that is isn't." alignment what I already observed about people like this or what came to me during a dream and certain things. And so I got certified in astrology for shits and giggles about five years ago. But it's honestly something that was always very much prevalent in a part of my life. Um And it was just, it wasn't something I was willing to compromise on. So if I would get in trouble for like um, punishment for reading an astrology book, I just take that L. I really didn't even care because I think on a soul level, I just knew like this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Um, When it comes to the energy of Aries, it is actually very much a part of my life in so many ways. Um, I don't have any Aries placements in my chart, but I have an affinity with the energy. Um, My grandfather, who transitioned in 2018, um, he's an Aries. And so, like, he always sends me a lot of signs and synchronicities under that archetype. Mm -hmm. And, um, like, just different things. Like, when I moved to New Orleans, my neighbor who's an Aries, like, loaded up my truck out of nowhere. And it's just like... Mm um the apartment building i lived in the unit was the aries and it was the only unit available like stuff like that
0: it's always some kind of unit was aries
1: Mm -hmm. it was because the the apartment building itself was like very spiritual and then it had each unit that was named after a constellation or astrological sign what and that right after oh yeah (laughs) i love my building i really did um that was the only one that was left. And I was like, okay, Grandpa, I see you. Oh. I see you. And I but it was I needed his protection to do the spiritual work in the city of New Orleans. So he's he always there. I'm so grateful. And then just um, if we go back to Ifa, um, Ogun. Ogun is Papa. And that is his energy. And so for me, I've always been very, like, um, headstrong, I'm, like, loving, like, now, but people who know me from Oakland, they grew up with me. They know how bad my temper was. Um, Between Oya and Ogun, it was just a given. Um, (laughs) I've learned how to use that energy more intentionally now, but they know, like, a regular argument would turn into a fight with me. And I was like that from birth up until about 16. And um, I don't regret that part of myself because I learned the art of warfare, okay, under that Ogun energy. But It was different than I expected because he taught me, like, it's more strategy. Like, you actually don't always have to physically fight. Like, you could just, you know, assess the situation and observe your opponent. And you can learn more through observation and do more with with that before you can even, if you even have to ever make it to a battlefield. And so... That was what I've learned about the um, energy of Aries. Plus, um, just through observation and through different research as an astrologer, there's actually three different archetypes for Aries. Um, Mm. The first one is like the baby. So, Aries are the first one on the zodiac wheel, first zodiac sign. And so, as a baby archetype, they just want to touch, taste, feel, just have everything they see. Like, give me love, coddle me, um, give me attention, don't take your eyes off me or no, don't look at me too much. Then be like, wait, why are you not looking at me? Like it's that kind of energy. That's the first archetype. Then they're like, well, you know, that was fun, but I can walk. Now I done took my first steps. Now Aries is the ram. They're ramming into everything they see because now, oh, that felt great. And I'm going to take this energy and I'm going to put it here and I'm going to put it there. And so they are ramming into everything they come into contact with. Then they're like, oh, I'm tired. I'm burnt out okay, I need to be more selective about my energy and, you know, <laughs> where I, I, I need to build with intention. Like, I can't just be out here ramming into stuff. Like, that's draining. So then you meet the third archetype, which is the warrior. This is the Aries that has mastered themselves. This is the Aries that know that warfare is not always physical. It can be mental. It can be spiritual. You can learn about your opponent just through observation and through the reason why they even want to be at war with you in the first place. So mm-hmm. that's that last archetype. And that is what I learned about Aries. And this is through, like I said, family. This is through Algon's energy. Also, I primarily for some reason always end up dating Aries. So that's and another it. reason. I know that. <laughs>
0: and now I want to speak to just because you talked to and I like to tell my listeners about the three ways so a lot of people like I you know went to my chart and I don't have you know anything in Aries you know and I always like to tell them well then we look at also what's in your first house and I want y'all to remember and also you have a Mars and Mars brings in that energy as well so like we all have Aries in our chart somewhere somehow is that energy is getting moved around and I loved how you how you explained that in the way that you showed like my grandfather coming to me the apartment building these you know I date these folks I as a young (laughs) you know as a young spirit you observed yourself very much as that Ogun and Oya vibe and would fuck them up on site you know on what I'm site. saying I had to learn how to be like oh mature that energy to where I, I'm I'm so I hear you with the whole like study your opponent <laughs> you know what I'm yes. saying and I would love for you to talk a little bit more um, on Ogun if you would like to just because some people may not know anything about that energy
1: yes um, I would love to talk about Papa so when it comes to Ogun Ogun pretty much is there to remove obstacles out of your path. So there may be things that you are not even aware of that are blocking you from lessons, opportunities, whether this be you yourself, because Aries does rule the first house, and that starts with self. And sometimes like this opponent we have, it's really us. We're perceiving it like as outside people, but girl, it's us. Like, sis and Joe. And so I've had to learn that with Ogun Energy. Like, he's literally, there's been seasons where he had to sit me down, like, no, like, they may have did this, but you responded in this way and you didn't have to. Or they couldn't have harmed you if you didn't give them the ammunition by talking too much. Like, when I say he <laughs> has gotten all of me together. And I'd be like, you know, it pops you right. I need to think about it like that. But um, he's taught me how to be grounded um, within just, like, how I deal with other people. Um, And also just to see, like, joy and peace within solitude. Because there was a time when Ogun was in the forest and he was like, forget all of humanity. I'm not going to deal with y'all. Y'all didn't. I just want to work. I just want to create. And I don't want nothing to do with y'all. And, you know, it took Oshun with that old feminine energy to come sway him out with that honey honeypot, honey. Yeah. He had that sweet water and he was yeah. like, Gee-yaw-ga. he know what happened. <laughs> so I love Ogun and I have a deep connection with him. And I before I even found out about Therisha, um, I just when I looked around, I saw that his influence had always been on my life. For me yeah. being a life path seven, which is one of his numbers to. Me being self-taught on being a full-stack developer and building apps and be- be- building websites at age 10. Yes. When I say his influence was always there, yes. then you mentioned earlier me and my, you know, businesses and corporate America and that masculine energy. When I say he, he was always around, I just didn't know yet. Mm-hmm. I always That's had a great bad. influence on my life. So now that it's more of an intentional relationship, it is just divine. I'm very grateful. And very like in need of the protection, so a lot of the time when people see me and they think I'm by myself or I'm an easy target, no, 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 there is a whole army.
0: <laughs> whole army, whole army, yes, like whole... the Verizon man that got, got back up for days. You hear me?
1: That right there, <laughs> yes,
0: thank you so much, and I and I just have to because we're talking about so much of the, the building aspect of um, Ogong and that mirror work that you're talking of, of just like law of attraction, like you attracted that person to you. You're the the obstacle in the Man. way, like, you know, so I really appreciate you talking on those two. And I also want to highlight the, the, the dancing. Of, of Ogun, one of um, the offerings that Ogun loves the most is to dance outside for him. And and I, lo- I love that aspect of just like, we're gonna let loose, we're gonna let God, we're gonna just get, we're gonna get in our body and we're going to dance and we're going to feel all of the ecstasy that comes from dancing. And I, so I love that um, Ascendance has infused you know what I'm saying? All of these different things as far as like dance and astrology and tarot, which you are one of the tarot readers for <laughs> I
1: Ascendance. I love yeah. Ascendance. I'm very grateful for the space. And I actually didn't know about the dancing aspect with Ogun outside. So thank you for mentioning that because I will be sure to do that. But I know that lately for like the past, I want to say almost three four months, I keep having these visions of me getting back into dance. Mm -hmm. and I'm just like I haven't found like a studio and different things yet locally but for you to say that I'm like wow that's in alignment with what it is I want to do like I have plans to go to the um, NOLA Caribbean uh, festival that's coming and a lot of their events and a lot of it is outside and I'm like yeah fresh air I can be outside I I don't really have being outside so thank you for that because I'm learning I'm always a student in this always a student in this space I love meet some ascendance um yes,
0: thanks. we love you we love it, you
1: it's such a it's such a unique space like I've never seen nothing like I, I don't have anything to compare it to like it's something that you would have to experience like I don't really have anything where I can say oh it's like this or it's like that no it's a very ascendance is one of a kind honey you ain't getting ascendance everywhere I could tell you that
0: you thanks thank you so much and i want to speak to because you you mentioned two things that i would love to talk about in conclusion before you leave i want to talk to you forever so it's so hard to be like all right okay we gotta we gotta gotta start ever but with um numerology and reiki like how do
1: like, can you talk to us a little bit about that? Yes. um, Numerology is incredibly important because um, depending on, like, your life path numbers, that could have even more influence than, say, within your birth chart. So it's important to know. And um, it's just something that gave me complete clarity. It was one of the best things I found out about myself. Because even though I always was gifted and spiritually, like, um, had all these abilities, I couldn't quite understand why it didn't make sense as to like, why am I like this? Like I get it, but all right, why? When I found out I was a life Half seven and I found out that the life Half seven was like the seeker and the sage and the intellect, but both. Like the life Half seven is the person who they're very smart mentally, but they're just as smart and gifted spiritually. And you're not to try to put them against each other, but to use them to work together
0: and that's what you do
1: yeah and it took a long time because certain stuff I knew I'm looking at stuff and I'm experiencing it spiritually but then I would try to like take my logic and make it logical even though it was a spiritual experience and so when I Mm -hmm. learned about the duality of being a life path seven I was like oh okay I'm allowed to be spiritual and be intellectual oh okay well let me do that and so (laughs) i said this is this has changed my life and i'm like well i want to be able to provide this for other people because that was always like a very like internal war um that i was experiencing so when i came to that realization it changed my life so i'm like well let me look more into this and then i became a numerologist as well and so even if i do someone's birth chart it actually the first part i start in the birth chart i include numerology i'll give you an overview of um your life path number which is when i add up your date of birth and your birth year and how that energy manifests and what characteristics are associated with your numerology um, life path number. Then I'll go over your personal year because your personal year is almost like your numerology birthday. So each year on your birthday, we take your birthday and we add the current year. And when we do that, that's going to be your personal year. And that kind of gives you a glimpse into what things are going to be the most prevalent for you throughout the year. And um, I do that because if I don't start with that, some of the stuff in people's birth chart, they won't understand. Come on. So it all kind of goes together. And then it, on a the right all... side. Yeah, yeah. It's all together, sis. No separation.
0: Yes. No, I was, I'm was. i here for it. I was, I'm a life path six. So I'm like, I, I love numerology and the little bit that I do know about it.
1: I love Life Half Six because y'all are so nurturing. Y'all are so much focused on community healing. And you guys just want everyone to feel good. Um, Y'all give a lot. Now, y'all not always receptive to the giving when it's time to give it back to y'all. But y'all, like, give to a lot of people. And y'all just make sure that people need and get the healing that's required for them. Because there's healing, but then there's healing that, like, certain people need. Life Path 6, they have a way of observing people within their environment and their surroundings that they'll know what that person needs in particular. Okay. And that's a rare gift. Everybody can't be that present. So thank you, sis. Thank you.
0: <sighs> it, is, it is. It's It's—it's it's an interesting, empathic vibe <laughs> that it takes a while to be able to walk with, for sure. And you were about to tap on um, the Reiki as well, your yeah. energy work.
1: Reiki has always been a part of my life as well because I remember like if someone um, would have a headache, if I would touch their head, they didn't have a headache no more. Um, if someone couldn't move and their back was locked up, if I massaged them naked, all of a sudden move their body in different ways. And at first, you know, I just um to having healing hands because that's what we called it in the church. Mm-hmm. And then when I found out more in depth as I did more research, um, I'm like, oh, this is actually energy coming from my hands. And so then I learned like, okay, it's a, um healing modality as far as like energy and balancing your chakras and making sure that you're balanced, whether this is through your root or your sacral or your solar plexus and then the bridge of the heart up with the upper chakras. And so I was just learning so much and I was like, okay. I already do this, but let's just get certified just so, you know, nobody can say nothing about us doing this work. And I did that. <laughs> and I love it. I actually want to spend a lot of time focusing on Reiki this year. That's one of my personal goals. Reason being, don't get me wrong. Astrology is all the wave, And I think it's very important. It's like your snapshot of your Catholic records and blueprint mm-hmm. of your life. Right. Mm-hmm. And then readings when I do those, those are cool, but I want to get to the I want to know why you need to read it in the first place. Hmm. So I need to start with your chakras. So this year mm. I plan to incorporate a lot more Reiki into everything. You're going to see more Reiki from me probably than you have leading up to this point. But for me to do that, it was certain things that I want to make sure were in order in my own life. Because I'm very ethical and responsible with energy. Yeah. Um and I didn't want yeah. to expose people to stuff like prematurely or different things. So yeah. now that I feel very grounded in that work, um I'm going to be doing it a lot more, but Reiki is incredibly important because we all have life force, we all have chi, we all have prana, we all have our shade yes. But if we are not like intentionally creating with that energy, we can create chaos. So like are you going to birth like miracles are you going to birth chaos like it's really up to you but if no one's ever told you like hey you got all this life force energy in you that is the same from the universe and you can create the same kind of universe you are universe then it's like okay you might need some help walking through those steps but for me Reiki is important because I'll have people who will come to me and they'll be like oh you know I just can't make any money and I don't know why and then the more that I'm digging you know i find that there's like imbalances in their root chakra where even though they may be gifted and talented and they may work very hard, they may have been told growing up stuff like, well, money don't grow on trees and, you know, mm-hmm. this just how stuff is and you just got accepted. And, you know, you can't do this and you can't do that. And even though they're very capable of doing it, but those narratives are playing in their mind subconsciously on autopilot. Where is blocking them from ha- having a healed root chakra, being stable, and coming out of survival mode? That's another thing that drew me mm. to um, this work. Is a lot of us being in survival mode, and I get it because it is not easy out here. Um, not it's a at all. Capitalistic society, and um, I just want everybody to know, like y'all, we didn't survive already. I right. sure. The fact that we can Ashe. be here, breathing, talking about spirituality on American soil is proof proven- we didn't survive. So mm. a lot of this heavy lifting that we think we got to mm. do, our ancestors do it. Ashe. So it's important to commune with them and to give them offerings and to have your altar because there's things that you supposed to do that are from a present standpoint and not from survival mode. And a lot of the times, we've been in survival mode so long, we don't necessarily know that it's survival mode. All you know is like, look, I got to do X, Y, and Z. I got to knock this out. And it don't matter if, like, I'm on my last leg. I got to get this done. And it's not until your body shut down, yeah. your mind says, no, you're not going to do this. Yeah. And I've been there. Like, I remember there was a I season. Remember. Girl, listen. <laughs> <laughs> There's a season where I was trying to get so much done. And I had taken on a lot of projects. so I had projects like in corporate America. So I'm talking about like with Facebook and Apple and different things. Then I had like a travel agency for wellness travel. Then I had my spiritual work. And I was just like knocking everything out. But I wasn't taking a break. I wasn't drinking water. I wasn't sleeping properly. So what essentially ended up happening, I just over all of my chakras. And um, I ended up staying awake for about a week. hmm and I could not sleep. I got to the point where I could not form a thought. And it wasn't until I literally took a week off and did nothing, and but pray and meditate, that then all these ideas came back to me. And by the end of that week, I had 50 new, like, business ideas. Wow. But that taught me about, like, getting still, being grounded. Don't be on autopilot. Don't run yourself into the ground. Right. And, um that was an experience I never want to have again, so it's like I kind of try to keep that in the forefront of my mind, like if you try your best to stay in alignment, you don't have to do a lot to get there Um, it's just small choices, you know, like taking time to hydrate yourself taking time to you know, not always be so quick to respond to that text message or answer the phone, like Don't hop on Instagram as soon as you wake up. Like it'd be small little stuff that make all the difference in the world. People tell me stuff like, oh, I can't read a full book. And I'd be like, well, get an audio book. And every time you're ready to get on social media, listen to a chapter of the audio book. So it's different things we can do to incorporate wellness practices into our productivity, into our daily schedule. But it's just having to change our habits. And then next thing you know, it becomes a rich, habitual, and it becomes long term. So, yeah,
0: I think that was a word. Not, I know that was a word, right on point for this Aries um, season that we're in, with everything popping and everything blooming and everything moving and new butterflies and like all of us, you know, <laughs> this this spirit, you know, this fire house, this spirit house of us. Sometimes forgetting that we're in a body, you know what I'm saying? Man. And just wanting to, ah, <laughs> we just about, about to go, we got to get it. Yes. And so you reminding us to, to, to rest. Like I've um, found out a few months ago about the nap ministry and I really needed to hear about that y'all can check them out on instagram but just rest for reparations, and like Ooh. we yes and like yeah. how we commune with our ancestors and then as far as like um black and brown folks how we really don't spend a lot of time in that deep rim sleep just because of the stressors all the all the capitalism that you so gracefully said that we're here we survive we're talking about spiritually right now there's Thousands of podcasts, thousands of books that like just people being like, "Nah, we off that and we're healthy and we're whole and we're thriving. And so I just really appreciate you giving us this information in this time um, where we may want to be exerted, Well, we're going to want to exert, where we're going to want to be outside. But hopefully some of those outside activities will look like simply bringing a blanket to the park and reading a book. And you know what I'm saying? And like chilling and just taking it It
1: looked like simpler stuff. Yeah. I remember one time um, when I've been here back on this soil for a year now. And I had been wanting to catch a second line because I had never been to one. Even though family from here and stuff, for some reason, I just had never been to one. And when I tell you, every time I would be in the city, even before I moved here, I could not catch a second line. And I was just like, oh, man, I just want to catch a second line. So Memorial Day last year, I'm just like, okay ancestors, what y'all want me to do? And I remember they was like, um, nothing. And I was like, wait, what? I was like, I need to go give offerings at the river. Mm. Do they said, no, you do stuff for us regularly all the time. Today, your assignment is to do you. And I was like, all right. So like, I love art galleries and museums. Went to the art gallery, went to the museum. And I kid you not, I'm in New Orleans. I'm about to get in my car and a second line, turned the corner and starts right at my car.
0: Yes, Cindy. When I
1: tell you, I was so ecstatic and I danced with so much joy and I followed the entire second line throughout oh, the quarter. And I was so happy, right? Oh, going, right? Mm-hmm. And I was, and it started, oh, going again. It started right at my car. So I was yes. like, okay, I'm so here for this. And I was like, thank y'all, thank y'all. And it's like, see, that's why we wanted you to be present. That's why we want you to have this balanced life. This is why we want you to teach this to other people because a lot of the stuff y'all trying to make happen, it's going to happen in moments of stillness. Like that creative idea, you kind of can't have it when you're trying to force it. It needs to be able to flow into in naturally. You have to be able to hear us. You can't hear us if you're running around nonstop. You're burnt out. You can't think. You can't speak. You can't sleep. It takes that balance, and that's again getting back in feminine energy. So Why? it's really the ancestors that has kind of put me in this space between the ancestors and the Arishas and the angels, honey. That's that means got my life together because um I was a hot mess. Let me just tell you. Just
0: well, we I am, and we are so grateful um, for your ancestors, for the angels, for the gods that walk with you. We're so happy to have you. As a resource for the community. And so, how can we get in touch with you? You done gave us all these good tidbits of information. How can we work with you? Where do we go?
1: Okay, so you can find me on every social media platform at I am Tamisha Monet, I A M T A M um, I S H A M O N E T. That's also my website. So, I am And email is info at IamTamishMoney.com. And yeah, just feel free to reach out. And a lot of the services that I offer, um, they are business-based, but it is business in a way that works for you. Because even though I might be working on, say, like a marketing or a sales plan for you, I'm going to take a look at your third house and see how you communicate. I'm going to see what your Mars is and what your work style is. So these are the things that I incorporate into my practice on the spiritual side and then if I see you've been having struggles with money, you finna get a Reiki session like those are the things that I offer um, cause I want all of this to become just habits for us so that mm-hmm. you know we work in from a way that's natural for us because the way this system and society is set up y'all, this ain't our stuff and we don't mm-hmm. work like this and mm-hmm. that's why a lot of us are burnt out mm-hmm. so learning how to come back home to your ancestral indigenous practices and
0: Thrive. Thrive. Thank you so much for coming and giving us all of that that you gave. That was a word. We appreciate you so very much.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Um, it was a blessing to be here. And um, yes, y'all, this is our time. We still have this morph node in cancer. So your ancestors are around, they're available, they're present, they want to hear from you. So They can hear you, you can hear them, and um, it's okay. Everything's going to work out, and you have more power over this thing than you think. No man-made airborne disease will prosper against you, okay? So that's my last word to y'all. Thank you so much, sis. I appreciate you. Thank you for this platform. We really need it, and thank you for letting me in your sacred space.
0: Ashay, thank you so much. All right, y'all stay with us, and we'll be back shortly. Now, if you are like Safi, I'm really enjoying this podcast. It's cute, um, but I want to learn more about astrology. I welcome you to go to asoulcenter.com. That is A S O U L C E N T E R.com. A Soul Center is a virtual resource hub where we offer information that can assist folks on their soul's journey. While we know the quest for knowledge is natural, we want us to understand that all the answers are within. At the center, we have a virtual astrology class entitled Astro Series. The series lasts eight weeks and is designed for beginners or folks who are wanting to strengthen their fundamental knowledge of astrology. We would love to see you at one of our series. And now let's get back to this month's Astro Audio. Mm, that was a word. I'm so grateful. I hope y'all enjoyed that interview we're going to take a little second. This is the portion for the nerds, <laughs> the astro nerds, where we take a little time to go into some of the aspects about Aries. So you can create your rituals. Um, so you can understand what's going on for these new moons and these full moons. So if you like to have some of that information, just stay with me here. All right. So thing one, remember we're all 12 signs. We're all 12 signs. We're all 12 signs. Yep, and I love saying this a lot because that sign that you talk bad about that you always like, I can't stand whatever sign, you need to find out where that is in your chart so you can get your life right. (laughs) So there's three ways uh, that you can find out about this energy um, as we talked about a little bit in the interview with Tamisha. In this case, we have Aries. So Aries rules the first house. So any planets, placements, fixed stars, anything in your first house, you are in the domain of Aries, all right? Um, You go to your first house and there's nothing in your first house. You're like, oh, well then I must not have anything. No, no, no. (laughs) The ruler of that is Mars. And so you wanna go ahead and check out actual Mars. Where is Mars in your natal chart? How does it affect your energy? This is where we're going to be pulling in some of that Aries energy. So check out where your Mars is. And then, last but not least, check out any of your planets that you have actually in Aries. So you may have a Pluto in Aries. You may have, um, I don't know, a Mercury in Aries. You have other planets, points, points fixed stars that'll be in Aries, and this is how this energy affects you. So all that is in Aries, in the first house, and Mars, in this season, these things will be illuminated because they're elevated because it's their season, right? So definitely check that out. You're gonna go to the document that I'm kind of reading off right now, and it has Aries. It's a little hyperlink that says document. You click on that. I walk you through how to get your uh, retrieve your uh, natal chart from astro.com and I give you tidbits on how to research excuse me research your natal chart so you can really get into your design the way God designed you right so, some of the things that I kind of want to highlight on here is that we're in masculine energy, right? Mars is masculine. So, this is this is the time all of us are going to be soaked in masculine energy. And it alternates. We go from masculine to feminine to masculine. We're both. We're both. I wish so many people really understood how much we are both sexes. But I digress. Um, right now, all of us are being uh, channeled and charged with focusing on our masculine energy. The times that it rules is 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. I've noticed that I've been waking up hella early, right? Hella early, early for me because some people are like, 6 a.m. ain't early. I'm a 9 o'clock riser. <laughs> ready to get my day going around 10. Like, that's me. <laughs> and so waking up at 8 on the dot and waking up sometimes a little bit after 7, I'm like, what the fuck? And then I remembered, oh yeah, it's airy season. So this is the time if you find yourself waking up really early or... Um, this might be a good time if you're not, but you wanna go ahead and get some things productive. You might wanna to try to start setting your alarm clock to wake up, because this is this is the hour, this is the Horus. This is when Horus is on the horizon for Aries is this time. So this is another way we can deepen our spiritual practices, doing our rituals around this time would be beneficial. And that is also why it rules the head, Think about it, we go in the Pisces, we're sleep, we're in another realm, right? We're in dreamland. And the first thing that we know when we come back to this place is we open our eyes, we begin to become conscious again. And that is why Aries is the initiator and the beginning of the zodiacal wheel because it represents us opening ourselves up to the consciousness Of even being on this plane. (laughs) On this plane. So this is why you have all these people saying, Happy New Year, Happy New Year, Happy Zodiacal New Year. It's the new year because this is our consciousness. When we we were in another realm when we were in the womb, we were in that beautiful amniotic fluid. Our consciousness was on the other side of the veil and here and living in between worlds. But when we came through our mothers and we opened our eyes, that was Aries. (laughs) <laughs> we're here, what is this, what is going on, oh, that's the lady who's been talking to me, oh, that's the beautiful smell I've been getting, that's the one who's been feeding me, oh, you're the guy, or you're the other partner that's been talking to me, you're my pen. like, all of that becomes like this, oh, shit, I'm really here, like, um, so this is also why Aries rules the head and the face, right, and I love it, because it's really true, um, Aries have big heads. <laughs> they do. Like, I can look at people and, and like, they'd be wilding out or just having to really, like, I'm like, you're an Aries, son. Huh? They're like, hi. And it's like, you don't want to be like, you have a big head. That's that's why. <laughs> and on all your other mannerisms, plus you having a big head, I knew you was an Aries. So, but that's because they are here for the consciousness tip. They are here to be who they are, which is goes back to the first house that we talked about. So that first house is all about the body. <laughs> it is literally a, about our physical body in that way. It's also about our instinctual desires. This is where our rising sign is. Um, and a lot of astrologers really believe and why you hear so many people be like, this is for your rising, your sun and your moon. Um, but the rising, why people bring that rising about is because this is the funnel where all the things come through is that first house. Once again, your consciousness when you came in. So knowing your rising sign is extremely important. And so finding that out <laughs> through that document that I share with you will help you understand what funneled, what what was the conduit, right? What was the the yeah the funnel that let your energy come through this world um and i love that tamisha talked about that well i'm a rising scorpio i'm a i talked about that early in the introduction i'm a rising aquarius it's really important because that's also what people see first of you um a lot of times they say it's the mask that we wear um and i've never really 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 felt that definition Um, because the, the first house is so much about our extinctual desires. It's who we were when we came out the womb, right? So if you're going to say a mask, it may be the mask of my body that came through here out of another dimension, but like, this is me, you know what I'm saying? A lot of times, a lot of the work that we do in therapy, um, and other healing modalities is to get us back to the first house energy of, Who were you before you were told to be something else? Who were you? And you came here knowing who you were. And so that's that instinctual desires. That's also our physique and our body, right? Like based on who our parents were that made our genetics, made our um, DNA, this is how we look. (laughs) And that's also why it rules the physical body. It's also about freedom. If you know any Aries, people, they, baby, Aries and Sagittarius, please don't try to, and Leo, all all the fire signs, don't try to, don't, please don't box us in. Please don't. Don't make me fill out none of your labels. Don't ask me what my fucking pronouns are. I'm not here for it. We're not here for it. <laughs> and Aries, because the sun is exalted in Aries, is why they really about that freedom life, baby. They gonna do what they are gonna do. They are gonna do it when they wanna do it and they are gonna do it how they gonna do it. And I am surrounded by Aries and I love them for it. You hear me? They make my life a joy. They help me want to take more risk and take more, like, okay, I could do this. (laughs) So I give thanks to my Aries energy friends. Um, And it's also new beginnings for all the other things that I said, as far as coming out the womb, being the first house, being spring, starting the zodiacal year. This is a new beginning. And I think it's so interesting that us here in the United States, we're getting hit with this pause while it's in spring, while things are happening in the earth that signify a new beginning i'ma leave that there (laughs) i'm gonna leave that right there um i want to talk a little bit about uh the day so it's also tuesday tuesday's a day so if you have some rituals you want to get those done around on tuesday maybe a day that you can exalt your work um that you're doing on tuesday another thing is the emperor card If you work with tarot, you might want to just like really do a meditation with that emperor card. See yourself being on that throne. You know what I'm saying? Knowing that like you got this. You know what's happening. You understand the inner workings and the outer workings of your domain. And you are steady in that. There is no moving you. People come to you to find information, Ashe. So meditate with that emperor card and see what messages it has for you. Also, the trees. Now we're going to get to a little bit of medical astrology. The trees that are associated with um, Aries that I want to pick up on is the olive, all right? And olive leaf extract is what I am taking right now. All Anybody who knows me, I am an olive leaf through and through. Let me check and see if oregano is one of those trees because I know y'all are oregano lovers. There's a lot of people who love oregano oil too. I can't fuck with oregano oil. That shit will fuck me up. Any of y'all who have tried oregano oil, you know what I'm talking about. And those of y'all who love it, Godspeed, is too much for me. But olive leaf, olive leaf has been an ally for me for maybe about four years. Maybe even more than that. Um, I feel like it's been a longer relationship. Um, But olive leaf, Highly, highly effective for immunity. Highly, highly effective for immune building. Olive leaf, olive leaf. Like, check out olive leaf. I'm like, I need to grow me an olive tree and get those leaves so I can make tinctures, but it is amazing. It is a powerful ally. It, any plant doesn't want to be disrespectful, but I've disrespected olive leaf before. Um, didn't slow down, didn't take the breaks that I needed to, didn't take care of my body, but just kept dosing on olive leaf so I wouldn't fall all the way down. And it kept me up. It kept me up. I was able to do all the things that I needed to do. And then I got sick, <laughs> like a few months later after that, and went to Olive uh, um, Leaf and tried to dose and get myself together. And it was like, no, like, no. And I was like, I know what this is about is because I didn't do the other half. Like I took the medicine, you work, but then I can't just use you like that. I have to come to you. I also have to do the work of slowing down when your body's not feeling well, right? And so olive leaf, a very powerful um, tincture herb to work with for immunity. Pine, it was crazy. Um, Ascension art gifted me some pine kombucha and I don't even know, I'm gonna do some research. One of my other friends, my best friend, actually. (laughs) Um, They have an affinity towards pine. They love pine. And I was gifted some pine kombucha during this time in Aries. And I saw that it was one of the trees. I was like, of course, it's one of the trees. And of course, like I've been looking and harvesting pine. And I know of the pine uh, cones and how it represents, again, back to the brain, the pineal gland, the the God consciousness within us, and why it's such a powerful tree. So work with the pine, get you some pine, get you some pine cones, boil you some pine tea, make you some pine whatever. But I would also like to know about its medicinal purposes. I know about its spiritual purposes, but medicinal folks, I'm gonna have to do some research. Y'all help me out the other tree is hawthorn and i think this is very interesting because both of our ancestors that we acknowledge transitioned from heart issues okay both of them were aries also the you are the sun is exalted <laughs> in aries all coming back together right and so working with hawthorn berry is very important especially with the pause Um, that is happening and the affection that is going around uh, they have talked about its connection to the heart so taking some making some i made some hawthorn syrup actually it was hawthorn elderberry ginger and cinnamon you know because i'm fancy (laughs) i made some of that syrup um i made um an elixir that is going to be brewing it'll be ready in a few months that is uh, hawthorn dense um so really If you have access to some hawthorn berries, if you know about wild harvesting, it can still keep physical distance. And I'm calling it physical distance because it's not social distance. We are talking to our friends. We've been getting calls from people we haven't heard from in years. You've been calling people you haven't talked to in years. So we're actually being quite social, but it is a physical distance thing, right? So making sure that you can keep your physical distancing, that you're built up on all your immune-building herbs and prayers and spirits. But wild harvest some Hawthorne, if this is the season, I'm not necessarily sure. And I also pulled Hawthorne for the my personal. Now, this is my work. I pulled Hawthorne as a personal card for me as an herb ally this month, which all I could do was laugh. And I think the name of this card is something about home, like home sanctuary hawthorn So we can't make up the divinities. Come on. Y'all know the, the, the synergy in the world. So Hawthorne has been a big one that has hit my home, my house. And I've been really working with this, um, plant for a while now. So we well, berry <laughs> for a while, but these are all trees that are associated with the energy of Aries. So it should, I'm assuming then if it's associated with areas, it should be burying right now. But go and check out if you do wild horror, um harvesting. Be mindful, please. I'm not saying go out every day or do anything like that. Really, y'all, we gotta stay home, and we gonna I'm gonna get more into that when we get to the new moons. Um, with other herbs, um, I want to talk about. Well, let's see, because I skipped over that. Let me pull up my thing real quick. I be looking through my phone and looking at my this little beautiful sheet I made for y'all too. So what herbs do we have? Okay, because I just wrote herbs on my notes. Because I think, yep, as I was reading, I was like, oh my God, it's all the fucking herbs. So we have amazing herbs in here like basil and blackberry and milk thistle. For the liver, again, something that is the liver, it's the lungs, and it's the heart. These are our three. And the kidneys as well that we really need to be mindful about right now, making sure that we're keeping on top of them. Um, Cinnamon, clove, coriander, cumin. I mean, just take a look at these herbs. Ginger, I've been juicing ginger. Ginger is the only thing scientifically they know that is good for colds. Vitamin C, while we know it's awesome, it deals with the symptoms. um, Where ginger is the only thing that's clinically been proven to actually deal with the infections of flus and things like that. Even though that's very spicy, even, and, and oranges, um, and vitamin C is acidic, but I'm interested in now me saying this, if they would do any type of research on ginger, as far as what they could do with natural dosazine to help, um, our loved ones and us through these times of the pause as well. Galangalang, which is a friend to ginger, another root herb, once again, back in this ground, back in the roots. Um... And garlic, just rosemary, peppermint pepper, all the things you need right now to make sure that you're fucking well and healthy. Check out those herbs, work with those herbs. Um, I had a shout out to Gypsy Jars right before we went in for the pause. I drove by them and got them some fire cider, well got fire cider from them. So I have apple cider with all of those peppers, garlic, all of those things that I just said, ginger in that fire cider Really doing the work to make sure that I, me and my household, were staying well. As far as the metals, which I thought was really dope, is we have iron, um, and there's a lot of ways to get iron into the body. Definitely dealing with your meats. It's a good time to eat any kind of organ meats, healthy organ meats, so livers, um, <laughs> the adrenals, of things. If you can get, if you know a butcher that you can eat some organ meat it's good to get organ meat, get your iron up. Um, I also wanted to shout out Floridex liquid iron. This is something that was recommended to me from um, a naturopath consultant that I've been working with that is here in the New Orleans um, area. I'll make sure to put their information in the show notes and on the blog. Um, Dr. Trish, Trosh, Trishar. I want to say Trisha, but it's, I call it Dr. Hamilton. That's what I call. <laughs> call them. But they told me about Floridex liquid iron, and that is a plant-based iron. And you can get this from a health food store. And so this is another thing that we want to be bringing in um, really healthy pasture-raised meats. Um, As well as, you know, if you're not going to eat meats, um, then you want to make sure you're getting your iron and you can get something like this plant-based that you can go ahead and take in. Uh, I saw gold there too. I haven't worked with monatomic gold, but I know a lot of practitioners and I know a lot of herbalists and a lot of people who sing the praises of monatomic gold. So if you just happen to have some of those that on in your house and you started to work with it but then you put it up and forgot about it bring the gold out of the shelf and start taking it i've actually been working with silver um personally just because i know and and that's one of my allies is silver wherever silver is in the body infection can't be so another thing colloidal silver is something that we could be working with however this is not associated with aries the monatomic gold would be the um the thing. So if you're shopping around for that and buy to make an Amazon order, really sit into do you want to order the silver or do you want to go with the monatomic gold? Either one would be beneficial for your health at this time. Um and then I saw still and still just brought me back to Ogun and what we've been talking about um with Tamisha around Ogun and Aries and Ogun. So it makes sense. Do the rituals if you Work with Ogun, triple work right now, you understand what I'm saying? And ironically, right before <laughs> we went through this, things that I have been putting on for over a year, I was like, I gotta get this done. So I went ahead and did some really heavy work around my Ogun shrine, making it more beautiful for Ogun. <laughs> Getting to the crystals, we're gonna talk about aventurine. And aventurine is one, I'm just picking up a few that I work with and, and why I found them to be beneficial with me. So aventurine was one of the first yoni eggs that I received, was the first I've received the aventurine. Then my second one was a rose quirks, but aventurine is all about being able to speak your truth, right? Um, it's also about like your mental growth, which I, I love that one of the things that I saw, cause, um. I remember a long time I was researching it. It was good, they said, to have this crystal around premature babies because it will stimulate their mental and brain development. I was like, yes, indeed. So once again, back to the head with Aries. Your mental growth. It also is a crystal of opportunity. And right now, there is so much opportunity um, for us in the ways that we can create a new society, a new world, new structures. This is a new beginning. Um, it also is about helping out with environmental pollutants, <laughs> which I was like, okay, that's that's right on. So things that are in the environment. This has been known to literally from electromatics, um, electromagnetic smog, to actual. Um, air-based pollutants this crystal is supposed to help out with it right um and it's also a crystal that's supposed to help with the lungs so this is yeah if you got some aventurine on deck this might be the time to keep it in your pocket or sleep with it what however way you like to work with your crystals as far as me if you got yoni eggs put it up inside you baby that's how you get that medicine Um, the other ally that I have on this crystal list is citrine and I can go on and on for about citrine, but it's one of, it's one of my faves (laughs) and it is a self-cleansing crystal. A lot of crystals need to be cleansed and need to be charged and citrine is like, I'm good. I got me (laughs) again, very independent, like Aries energy. I got it. I'm good we is good over here. And so it doesn't need your help. <laughs> if anything, you need its help. Remember, crystals are older than you. They are hundreds and thousand years older than you. They are sediments compressed from earth have being compressed for years and years and years and years. So they're very wise and very old and why we use them as tools. They are technology. Um, and so this Citrine crystal will be able to assist you with self-cleansing as well as it cleanses itself and it'll also be able to protect you from negative energy. That is one of the main reasons I use it is especially people who I know that had worked at really toxic jobs and, in um, have toxic work environments. I would tell them to get immediately go get a citrine crystal and put that on your, um, Workstation, wear it with you to work. If you need to get a necklace, wear it with you. It wards off negative energies as well as for people like myself who are self-employed working on entrepreneurship. <laughs> this is great for attracting prosperity in business. So if you are a business owner, this is something to keep. You keep this by your cash register. You keep this where you keep your working tools. You know, if you out there working on cars, keep a thing of Citrine in your toolbox, okay? Um, and it will constantly make people be like, hold on, who fixed your car? Hold on, where'd you go to get your hair done? Hold on, and and that is, I'm a by word of mouth. That's the best, best, best review. And the best form of promoting yourself is by word of mouth. So that's the train I really feel helps with that. So those are some of the things that I just wanted to pick up on, on the document, the Aries document that we have. Please take more time to go over that document in depth and really see what herbs and what allies speak out to you. Use these in your rituals. Use these times in your rituals. This This is what it's there for. So I want to go over our new moon magic, new moon magic. Um, this is a tense. <laughs> so I'm going to take a deep breath. Whew. Um, we have a lot of energy going on for our new moon and our full moon. So each year, um, each sign gets a new moon and each sign gets a full moon, all right? And so last, in the Pisces podcast, I talked about... Um, aries new moon actually because the aries new moon happened in the end of what is we're in april march it happened at the end of march and so i talked about it there and i called it the homework moon and i had no idea how literally it was going to be the homework moon but look the stars don't lie they just let you know they're god so these ones um The first moon that we have is um, a full moon on April the 7th, and it's in Libra. And what I am entitling this moon is, as you are a vessel. I need us all to remember that we are vessels. You are a vessel. And so one of the things that I wanna speak on is if you're trying to go out into the world um, or go into your emotional world at the time of this new moon on April seventh. You're gonna have a lot of struggle, and that is because Jupiter and Pluto is literally squaring the Sun and the Moon. It is not really the time about for expanding uh, <laughs> your 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 outer world, right? Or your emotive world. Who's the star of this? Is actually Mercury in this um, full moon. And it's really for us to be able to grow in our spiritual minds. Mercury rules the mind, but in this case, it's trining or it has is being trined by that same Jupiter and Pluto and the Midhaven, which is making this a spiritual mental faculty. All right. So really take the time to grow in your spiritual mind. What is your spiritual mind need at the time? What... What expressions do you have that you are really excited and wanting to give to the world at this time? Cause we all are having strokes of geniuses right now as far as like how to restructure some of the things that we are doing in life. And that's where that Jupiter is They're here wanting to help us expand. Pluto here wanting to help our subconscious to really to think of to bring what we have in our subconscious to our conscious mind, right? That Mercury mind. And so that we, we can fulfill our destinies, that mid-haven. We also have Ceres and Aquarius that is is asking for us to nurture ourselves at this new moon. It is this nurture, nurture, love yourself. Comb through that notebook that I, that has all those in, innovative ideas right where you keep all of your sketches comb through your mind for some of y'all you all may not keep notebooks some of y'all do vision boards wherever it is go through that the thing that you've been sitting and waiting for since 2000 it's time it's time it's needed it's necessary and it's time but nurture you that's what that's what that is you have to nurture these things and right now during this pause Guess what we got? <laughs> we got time to nurture some of those things. It's also um it's it's okay to be selfish as well. That's what nurturing is about and nurturing yourself. It it does require you to be selfish. And a lot of us that is something that we've been told through a capitalism mindset is wrong selfishness is great if you take care of yourself i always use the example that the airlines give y'all put your oxygen mask mask on first put your oxygen mask on first there we go Put it on, put yours, put yours on first and then put on <laughs> your your the, the baby beside you or helping out anyone else. But you are no good to anybody if you are not here. So this is why nurturing is important. This is why being, having a healthy selfishness is very important because it makes you better for humanity. And that's what Aquarius is about. This series in Aquarius is nurturing yourself, doing the innovative work and then finding your tribe that can help you make these visions come to pass. Venus aka Oshun, that's really who she is. In my book is also backing this energy. She's she's in Gemini right now, so giving you the duality of masculine and feminine, divine masculine and divine feminine to be able to really help you understand how to work a situation out, right? And she's backing all of these lessons that we've learned, all of the healing that we've done from our wounds, Chiron, um, and we have the action, we actually have the energy to make all of these things happen, Mars. We're also gonna have some favorable surprises that are gonna be happening around our home, um, family, and our emotional self. I'm excited to see what that is, I'm hoping um, that it's some assistance for us when it comes to our, our housing. Um, Uranus is, I believe it's either trining or sextiling our North node in cancer. So there will be some positive surprises that will be coming around this full moon as well in regards to our family, maybe someone who was down, um, and ill now gets better, and we get the good news that they came through. They pulled through. Give thanks, Amen. Ache, um, or just you know, landlord or property owner being like, "Don't worry about it. I'm good. Don't don't worry about it. I got you. I understand. You know." So I'm excited. Fingers crossed. But we have some good surprises also happening with this full moon in Libra, aka you are the vessel moon. Now we're going to go ahead and move on to Taurus's new moon. So Taurus, anything in Taurus, anything that you have in Taurus, just like I didn't mention, but that Libra, you want to go and look in your chart with that Libra full moon and see what planets you have in Libra, what planets you have in the seventh house, and what planets um, that you have in... With Venus, <laughs> I had to think for a second. And what, 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 like, not what planets, what it, where is your Venus in your um, natal chart? And that will also help you about that full moon and what it's illuminating for you. Same thing goes with this new moon in um, Taurus. So this is happening on the t- April the 22nd. All of y'all who are Tauruses, this is your new year. This is your new moon. Um, it's your l- new lunar year. So we have, you have your new solar year, which is your birthday. But when you get your new moon, this is your new lunar year. And so all of the Tauruses out there, happy lunar birthday. (laughs) And um, all of us that have things in our second houses, all of our monies, um, our value, our things of that are going to be illuminated at this particular time. Uh, What I'm calling this new moon, though, is a hard head makes a soft behind. Like that's what this Taurus moon is coming to show us. And I know most of y'all remember your grandma saying that. And for my brown people, y'all remember y'all y'all abuela saying something very similar. Like you either gonna listen to me or you gonna listen to God. And you should you you would want to listen to me (laughs) because when God gets to you, that's that ass. So. Hardhead makes for us off behind with this uh, new moon in Taurus. There are some serious universal lessons that we're supposed to be learning here with the Saturn influences. And the universe honestly really wants us to fulfill our destiny, tying in that sun energy, and to be emotionally healthy, tying into that moon energy. Yet we are showing our asses. When I say we, the humans, us humans, We are showing our asses for some reason, (laughs) and I need us to get it together. Because I want us to understand that Earth has never been afraid to show us who she is. You can ask the dinosaurs about that. She ain't afraid. She is not afraid to show you like, okay, I've tried. I've tried to give y'all these lessons. I've been hoping and praying that y'all will learn these lessons. Um, But if you won't, I got something for you. Hardhead makes us off behind and so this is really showing up with the Uranus and Taurus and that is conjuncting the sun and the moon, right? So there is a lot of surprises. There are a lot of things that are gonna be popping up for this new moon. Um, and we wanna see how we can really be on the other side of that. Cause that's just gonna happen. Um, One way is for you. You you can't control all the other people on this planet, unfortunately. I wish I could, some of them. (laughs) But you can control yourself. So in that way, whatever lessons you have been learning this whole lifetime, however many years you've been on this earth, it is really time for you to listen to them, right? All of y'all have very strong spiritual gifts, You know when it's safe to let this person come over, (laughs) you know, when it's safe for you to go over that person's house, you know, when you can safely go to a grocery store and come back, you know, that it's again, all of those innovative ideas that you have, and you know, they're supposed to be in the world and how they're supposed to be in the world. You have to listen, you know, where you fucked up in the past, you know it, and you know what you need to at least not do. But because of what you did, you have other roads and other possibilities and opportunities to know what you do and what you can do at this moment. So please, 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 please comb through your past, comb through all of the lessons that you've learned and really look at yourself. Look, we need to look at ourselves because I'm always talking to myself when I'm doing these podcasts, y'all, and see what we can do to make sure that we don't have to learn lessons again. And one of the ways that I'm seeing that is that Oshun and Ogum, so Venus and Mars, are really again the stars of this new moon. Um, we have so we are we are so fertile right now with this new moon that is happening on April twenty second. You we are we are brimming at the at the top of the pot with so much creativity, so much art like. Our ancestors whoo are just like, yes, baby like go, you can do it, yes, do that thing. Like we have so much creative energy and we have again Mars right there like I got the energy to do it. Let's do it and you can do it. You're fertile. You are super right now. We are very, very fertile. It's about how you're going to use that fertility, right? And it is a emphasis, again, to make sure that we stay home. All of April, I'm telling y'all here this now. This ain't over for us in New Orleans, I'm going to speak of, but I'm pretty sure this is for the United States. The whole month of April, you can. You, that's a wrap. We're not coming out. And a lot of it is because we are need to stay at home. And I've been hearing about some of y'all hard head ass motherfuckers not staying at home right now the work is at home the creativity that you need to do can be done in the house the the idea that you're doing you need to sketch it out you need to do all the research you need to find out who the plans are you may not be able to get in touch with some of these companies right now but you can sure enough write down all of their numbers you can go ahead and make that fucking business plan triple it out do whatever crowd surfing the funding you need to do it you can do it at home, from your laptop. You can be canning. You can be jarring. You can be um, gardening. You can be doing all of these amazing creative things that need to be done at home, okay? So really, y'all, because this energy can go either way um, with this new moon Keep your ass at home, cause you you that fertility, right? I just said Oshun and Ogun. You have the powerful energy, ready to do it. You have all of these ideas. You just like fuck it. I know it's my time. I'm gonna go do it. I'm gonna go make it happen. Fuck what they're saying, and it is all of that. But do it in your house, okay? And I also want to give a warning for slumming because of that fertility energy. When I was literally writing and doing the research, I started to get wet. Like, that's how serious this fertile energy and this creative energy is going to be for the Taurus um, new moon. Like, it is it is sensual Creativity is essential. Like that's how babies are made, right? Is like, that is the one of the most creative things you can do with your anatomy is make a whole nother person. And so that's made by sex. So this is very much a sexual energy that you can transmute into doing other creative projects you can birth a business at this time you can impregnate yourself with a whole bunch of other things besides a baby but if you're wanting to have a baby this is a great i know there's going to be so many pause babies i'm calling them little little rona babies they're going to be so many there are so many babies being made right now um but if you want to do that this is a great time to try let me also say that this is yes the fertility energetic is on point point. Yet, what I am wanting to warn people about because we have this Juno in opposition with Lilith and uh, Chiron is slumming is what we call it. Is you being lonely and you just, you know, being horny and going ahead and calling up somebody that you know ain't worth shit. You know that person ain't shit. Like, you know they ain't never been shit. They ain't never. Y'all broke up I don't know how many times ago. You tried. You don't know how many times to make it work with that person. But because you home and you horny, you got all this positive uh, fertility energy going on with you. You're so creative. You got all this action that you need to get done. You want to have sex so bad. You call up that fuck boy or fuck girl. And that ain't the move right now. And it's so much not the move that if you do it, there can be some really bad consequences, right? And in this particular new moon. And I I really want to say that this is not the time to do that because it's Juno, right? You have a partner, you have um, an actual long longevity situation. That is out there that is waiting for you after this shit, pause, or maybe not after, maybe while it's during, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) But that's the person that you're supposed to be really building with. And if you wind up fucking around with this person that you're not, you're going to fuck up. What could have been now you're going to get pregnant by the dumb, stupid person that you know you don't like. And you're going to meet the partner that you're really going to meet. But now y'all got to deal with having this baby mama and baby daddy situation because you wanted to go ahead and get some because you couldn't leave your house. I'm telling y'all, look, look, and that's just, that's just one incident. There could be a lot of other, other shit that goes. I don't like, I don't like that. Let me like, like, seriously, please do not mess with anybody that you know means you no good and not has meant you no good just because you bored use that energy in another way all right stay the fuck home touch yourself be with yourself get creative with your own sexual energy i need you to go ahead and do that <laughs> so please y'all we need to stay home again i'm really foreseeing right now the way the stars are talking that we're going to be home for the whole month of april as well uh use this time very wisely uh and i love i know for aries energy too this is this is challenging and when i say home you have a backyard you have a garden. You have a patio. Hopefully, if you're on an apartment, you have a little terrace. I'm hoping it, because I remember apartment living. Um, we would have a little patio. Here, I have a, a nice. Backyard, but I don't even use it because all the people around here got dogs and they let their dogs just shit in the backyard. But I got my little side area, I'm out there in the garden, like whatever way you can be outside. Because this is Aries energy, we do want to be outside. We do, Mars is going, we want to make something, we want to do something. And for all of y'all who are having birthdays, I know it's challenging. You had all these birthday parties, you had all these. Ideas of how and what you wanted to do. Travel arrangements. It's okay to grieve in this pause. Part of this pause is grieving. Releasing what no longer serves us. But please know you can celebrate yourself. Please know you can have eyewitness someone who their birthday stuff got canceled. They went ahead and did a virtual happy hour. They got all of their friends. All their friends had bottles. They got up on some... I think it was called House Party App or something like that. And they enjoyed themselves. They had a good time. I, my, my friend was tipsy by the time that happy party was over. And I was like, oh, they really had a good time. Cut cake the whole nine. You hear me? You can still find ways. Be creative. Be innovative. Again, um, Aquarius energy on how to be able to celebrate your birthday at this time, Aries. Aries folks. Um, there's another major thing. I'm not going to talk a lot about the transits that are going on. You can check out the transits and the aspects. Click on that hyperlink in the blog, read for yourself. But there is a huge one that happened last month that we do need to address. And it is that Saturn entered Aquarius for some of us. (laughs) And then woo for some of us, right? So the shift is real. The shift is real for all of us. And we're definitely going to be seeing this a lot in our tech companies because Uranus is the planetary, um, ruler for one of the planetary rulers for, um, Excuse me, y'all, Aquarius. And so that deals with technology and innovation. All of these platforms have never in their life had to deal with this many people trying to use their platforms. And they're going to be in two years of figuring out how to make sure that if this ever were to happen again, God forbid. Um, but I also want y'all, now I'm pausing for us. Anyway, let me finish this thought. If this were to ever happen again, that they would be able to make sure that everybody could do what they needed to do without glitches. All right. And so be patient with the people who work in the tech world and any kind of techs, because a lot of our surgery, a lot of our medical fields, that's technically these respirators, all of that is considered under technology and innovation, things that can make, things happen that wouldn't have been able to happen without their ability, right? So be patient because there are gonna be a lot of innovations and a lot of things being worked out over these next two years while Saturn is in Aries, cause there's gonna be a lot of lessons. This this is a huge <laughs> lesson that we're learning right now and tech companies, people who work with technology are really gonna have, they're, they're learning and figuring out how to best deal with these situations. So whenever they do happen again, that they'll be in a position. They'll be ready. That's what Saturn does, is whoops your butt, <laughs> gets you together. So that way, when it comes to get again, you can be like, oh, yeah, I know how to deal with you. I'm ready. You taught me last time, so now I'm ready. It, it'll still teach you something else. You're still going to be elevated into a point where you um, have another lesson to be learned. There's there's no graduation in life other than just keep getting better, right? Um But that's what's going to be happening. Same thing for our our innovations um, as well, ideas, patents. We're gonna have a lot of things come into the world that people have been keeping in their journals, me included. And now it's time to get these things out into the world because the world needs them. I do wanna talk about specifically the fixed signs. So Aquarius is a fixed sign and with Saturn moving into the Aquarius, all the other fixed energies, which is Scorpio, Leo, and Taurus. This is gonna be this is gonna be a heavy one for us. I have a son Leo, son Virgo, Leo. I'm, I'm a Leo. Long story short, <laughs> but um, specifically for the Scorpios and the Tauruses, this Saturn in um, Aquarius is squaring that energy. And this goes for all of us. You wanna look in your chart and see what you have in Aquarius. You wanna, on your fixed signs, we'll see what you have in Aquarius, see what you have in Taurus and Scorpio and Leo, all right? Because all of that's about to get hit with this Saturn being like, hey, uh, got some lessons for you. And specifically, you wanna look at what you have in Scorpio and what you have in Taurus, and so my people who are sun sign Tauruses and sun sign sun sign um, Scorpios, these next two years there's going to be a huge transformation that is going to be happening and occurring in, in your life, and that is because the Saturn is squared your signs. Leos, we're not necessarily getting off. that easy but what's different is we are in opposition to this Saturn because we're six signs away from Aquarius We're in opposition. Opposition is a little bit gentler, in my opinion, than a square. Um, And that's because in oppositions, we both want the same goals. So that Saturn Aquarius and our whatever's in Leo, they both want the same thing. They just have different ways about going for those things. So whatever you have in Leo energy, what you're going to be learning from um, Saturn is new ways to go for your goals and go for your your destiny, all right? That is what you're going to be learning. For my scorpion energy and for my Taurus energy, it's to take the whole building down and rebuild. And so what you can do is really acknowledge over these next two years when these things happen, what am I supposed to learn from this? And is it in my control? If it's not in your control, let the building, building fall. Let the building fall and be like, okay, that wasn't in my control. That failed. Now what am I supposed to learn from that? What could that what is that trying to teach me? Oh, that building wasn't even supposed to be here. It was too close to this coastal line or it was too, I need to build it with this type of material. It was the wrong material. It's a going back to the board and rethinking everything for these next two years now we're just getting a taste of it because it's going in there but all planets are going to retro retrograde and so it's going to go back into capricorn so we can finish up some work that we need to do that we hadn't done in those last two years while saturn has been in capricorn um so you are going to get a little break (laughs) for the second all of us and then it's going back into the fixed signs again and I just want to make sure that um, I'm sharing that information with y'all so we can be prepared. This was a lot. I know it was. Once again, all my Aries people who are celebrating their birthday, you got this. Get on your virtual happy hours because, again, this is Aquarius. We're in the age of Aquarius. This um, Saturn is in Aquarius. A lot. Study Aquarius energy. We have to get innovative with how we do things and we also have to find our tribe that is what aquarius is about is knowing who you can work with what groups have your back it's been ironic who i've reached out to in this time and a lot of them have been my people my farmers my farmers were the first like hey can i get some starters i need to get this in the ground i need to get that in the ground i've been reaching out to people who make medicines you know like who are the people i've been working with my ascendants family like how we gonna get this done i've been working with birth workers like what are we gonna do what's happening with the birth um birthing in our city right now so it's very interesting to see when a quote-unquote crisis I, I i've been trying not to use these words in this um podcast but when a crisis does occur who is your who's your tribe? Who got your back? Who's willing to work with you on fixing and finding solutions in in your life? These are the people you want to connect with, all right? So y'all still going to have an amazing birthday. Get on the computer, do the things with y'all and for all of us, we're still going to have an amazing spring. Nothing Is grow your food, grow, get in the garden, go outside and get a little bit of that breeze, right? Look and observe what earth is doing because it's so interesting. That's where I've been pulling my resilience from is like, wow, you're still growing. So why can't I? The waters are still running. So why can't I? Like just really looking at the power of earth. That hornet is still building its nest (laughs) above my doorway. Why can't I build in my nest? be home. That that is the requirement. That is the only fucking requirement y'all for the month of April is keep your asses as much as home as possible. Literally only go to get necessities and then come back home. Like that's, that is required. (laughs) That is, and that's what the universe is saying with that North node in cancer emphasis is be home, respect the home, respect your family, nurture and love on yourself. That is what the universe is telling us. And we we would be wise to listen to her. Um, I feel like there's another thing I do when you're in a better moment, when you know you feel really strong and you feel really protected and you know ain't nothing, you unfuckwittable, it would also be a good time to research Uranus, um, in Taurus. I believe I talked about, we talked about that for sure when we talked about, um, the Aquarius podcast and I believe in the 2019 Taurus, um, podcast, I talked about it as well, but doing some research just so you can be prepared about the next six years now of what we're going to be dealing with. Um, I want to be forewarned is to be forearmed. Um, and we have a lot to prepare ourselves. We're already ready. Um, We're already ready. That's what I want to say. It's just about doing the things. That's literally it, and we can do them from our home. All right, so happy spring. Happy, happy, happy birthday, Aries. We love you. We know this birthday is crazy, but please, we will meet you online, anywhere, and sing you whatever song. Happy birthday to you all. Peace. Under the moon and over the sky. audio podcast is created, edited, and produced by yours truly, Safi Contreras. Our theme songs are People Get Up and Drive Your Funky Soul by James Brown and Under the Moon and Over the Sky by Angela Bufield. Other song credits belong to Luke and Kevin McLeod. All rights are reserved for the individual artists.